Why don't you take your lively, chubby ass and get the fuck off my car? Starting to get scared. Starting to get scared. Welcome back to Steven Destroy, the podcast where we watch every Steven Seagal movie so you don't have to. I'm James. And I'm Dylan. And uh, this week we're talking Out for a Kill from 2003, directed by Michael Oblowitz, yeah. uh, famous for directing The Foreigner. <laughs> My two um, favorite Seagal movies. <laughs> yeah. A game-changing double feature. Yeah. Uh, we're joined by uh, a returning guest. He has the honor of being both the first guest on the show, also the first guest to ever return, and wow. um, also the second guest. <laughs> he has the honor Dude. of being the only person that will be on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, That's pretty good, man. Yeah, Thank we got you. Nolan Hill back. Thanks, guys. Noted Ooh. home For improvement the... super fan. That's right. When uh, are you guys going to make a podcast about home improvement? I'll be on uh, board for that one. In about nine months. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you still got a lot more to go, huh? Yeah, if you've got 38 weeks to wait, me and James will meet you there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, it's good, as always, to be on the show. I'm very happy to know that you guys uh, value me that much. To, to I, I'm, I'm special. I, I'm the You're only, the only person that will say no, yes. That, that's, um, that's good. No one will be on our podcast. <laughs> Well, well, thank you guys. Why don't we dig in? Yeah. So, Nolan, how does it feel to have been duped again by us? Uh, honestly, I was putting off watching this all weekend. Um, yeah. I'm I I was actually really annoyed, James, because you sent it like so last minute. Like I was like, <laughs> "Fuck!" I, I I didn't have so I didn't have like any time to prepare mentally well, prepare for it. I don't know if Nolan or Dylan filled you in, but um, we basically got this movie last minute. <laughs> it was for the longest time supposed to be on uh, some free streaming service with ads, and they took it off like the week <laughs> before we were going to record, which has been happening a lot. <laughs> oh my god, man! Maybe they're um, figuring you guys out. They are. I think they are. But uh, you know, the the post office, the postman came last minute. He came running up to the door and banged on the door, and he said, I heard you guys got a urgent Steven delivery, and uh, we got it just in the nick of time before I was going to have to pay for Out for a Kill uh, oh, yeah. like, directly from Steven. Oh, yeah. You guys you guys make a habit of not paying for the movies, right? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> at least I hope you guys do. That's why I wouldn't pay for this shit. Well, no, I mean, there's like one it's utter shit and then two there's like kind of a moral obligation to try mm. and not pay like with like without for a kill what you know the the goal is you're buying it from ebay mm. you know I, I got a lot of these movies from ebay they're super cheap um it's not stealing but also like <laughs> steven seagal gets nothing there's no credit there's really no like record of like this dvd being bought you know yeah it's not like they're not like wow somebody bought out for a kill on dvd <laughs> guess we got to print more copies then. <laughs> yeah exactly so so that's the move that's what i did here is 
Yeah, and you're giving back. you're giving money to somebody who also you know wants to get rid of the movie. So that's true. Yeah, so I'm yeah, helping like, him out. Yeah, <laughs> you're, we're supporting you're a good. We're people. supporting a good cause. Mm. Uh, so anyway, out for a kill. Fellas. Well, really quickly, yeah. before we uh, out for a kill. Not to be conf- confused with uh, Out for Justice or Hard to Kill. Um, I, I did have a little, uh, a little discussion, a little prompt, and I did something unusual, which is usually I just spring these questions on Dylan. Yep. But um, felt like it, would, it wasn't super fair because I get time in advance to think about it. Um, and I don't know if when Nolan was on the show last, I talked about Steven Seagal in that. I don't know if we had a visit from Steven's forum friends then. I don't think we did. Nolan, no. you know what Steven Seagal that is? I have no idea. I'm glad I'm glad I don't know what it is. Well, <laughs> it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a forum oh, God. Uh, dedicated to Steven Seagal. Are they are they real fans or are they like like us? No, they're insane. Oh god. <laughs> oh, they're fuck. they're nuts. Um, and I I have created an account on Steven Seagal net. And been trying to get them to answer questions for me. Oh, um, man. I've asked questions like, what voicemail would you leave Steven? But um, <laughs> nobody really answers. Or when they do, they're not very good answers. For the voicemail one, this guy just said, I tell him I, I've been a fan for 20 years. You have inspired me to get involved in martial arts. Nice. That's, that's it. So um, I didn't get really any feedback on this one that I, I asked them. But I posed for Steven's forum friends the question of, if Steven were in a comic book movie, what character would you want him to play? Oh my and I, I thought it'd be fun, but uh, it only got one response, which Wait. was uh, Ra's al Ghul from Batman DC Comics. Damn. That's pretty good. It's, yeah. Deep cut. That's um, like, he's, he's really pulling, pulling that one, like, deep, you know? <laughs> like... Oh my god! Like, what do you guys? What do you guys think? Well, I'll go first if you guys want, because I had the longest time to think about it. I asked them yeah, this like a week ago. Yeah. Um, and I got two. One, and this is genuine. I would love to see Steven Seagal play the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> I would love to see Steven Seagal play the Joker. Um, I think he would not be good at it. I think it would be insane, but I think while we're letting every single actor play the Joker, uh, I think Steven should be near the top of the list. I think he would give a memorable performance. Yeah. Who do you think he would take influence from in terms of like the Joker history? Like, do you think he would be like? Do you think he'd be more like the the Jack Nicholson Joker, or do you think he would be like? Do you think he would be like a beast all on his own, or or like maybe the Jared Leto Joker? Maybe that. Would I think he sense. would. I think he would take most from Joaquin Phoenix because he'd be very <laughs> quiet. <laughs> i think oh he would just be God. very quiet and um it would be a, an interesting portrayal but in, in a more serious um answer i also think uh craven the hunter from spider-man oh fuck that's a pretty good one that's i could really see steven one. putting on a loincloth and uh being a little wild man trying to kill spider-man with a knife damn man yeah um I actually have my mine is a another Marvel character. I I thought he would do well as the Punisher, man. 
I kind of want to see him be the Punisher. Okay, that's that's like cheating. Yeah, no, nah, <laughs> man. Come on. No, 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 no. I, I, from the two movies that's... I've seen of him, it's like he was born to play the part, man. I mean, he yeah, doesn't even have to Yeah, because every movie he's in is about him just going on a killing spree in <laughs> revenge. That is yeah. 100% cheating. Exactly. So it's like it, it's like it's right up his alley. It know? is. Just give him just give him the give him the money. You know, I let him direct it and write it too. Uh, you know, I just give him full creative control. I Don't can't even... really, I can't really see the Punisher giving a seven-minute long speech about environmentalism. But uh, maybe, yeah, maybe that's, that's why we will. need Steven to play Poison Ivy. <laughs> oh, is that is that your answer? Dude. That's not my answer, but uh, that, that one came to me just now in the moment. It would oh be good. God, yeah, dude. Um, He's got the um, physicality. My my answer. Um, I, I I definitely would like Steven Seagal to play Rhino. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. No, that's perfect too. Um, oh, that's really good. And then an old one of mine that I I actually don't know if this uh I'm gonna really show uh how little I know about things right here, but I don't know if this counts as a comic book or not. But this is uh definitely like a superhero thing of sorts. But that's fine. I don't think I did. I say comic book. I think in, did. In this, I did. Yeah, in this one you did. But Whatever. I, I would yeah, also like him as Hun in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, dude. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Nah, man. Actually, I think I'm going to change my ha- answer. I think I'm going to say Dr. Manhattan. I think he would do a really <laughs> good job playing Dr. Manhattan. I can, I can uh, assure you that that will never happen because <laughs> Steven would never take his shirt off. Uh, nah, I think for this role, maybe they could just like CGI it off yeah we're in the future now man yeah, like when they put chris have chris evans head on that really tiny body in the first captain america yeah and yeah it looked but, great but the yeah. thing is is like he's so jacked like what is he was he have uh. to worry about <laughs> all right well that was that was fun um one more question nolan why won't anybody be on our podcast that's a good question, man. I mean, I was almost, I was thinking about jumping out of it, to be honest with you, man, oh. because I just was like, fuck, I, I have a lot of chores to get done, and, and you know, I, I, I really don't want to watch this movie. Um, but then I was like, you know, you guys are good friends, so I might as well, might as well uh, sit this out and, and ride the storm. And, but uh, it's hard to say, man. I mean, I think maybe, maybe everyone's just really busy. That's a very uh, polite answer, but I think that when you were just like, I try, I almost just didn't do it. You kind of gave away the real reason. I don't know. Uh, well, was it worth it? Uh, we'll, we'll see. Okay. Well, that was really my way of, of asking how you felt about uh, the film, today's, today's film. I think it was Kim. better than the first one you made me watch. I mean, I, I I think I I thought I enjoyed a what? little bit more of it than than the last it, one. Why? <laughs> I mean, this and, is, and this is gonna cut James deep, man. Under Siege Two is James's favorite uh, Seagal thought, movie we've seen. I don't know, man. I think like this one had a bit higher of a budget. It seems like what? Uh, like I don't know. Like that. It was there was a little bit more like. It definitely had wow. its boring stretches for sure. But wow, Nolan just didn't watch the movie. <laughs> nah, man, I did. I watched the whole thing. I have notes right here that I that Nolan I've just didn't watch the movie. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, 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 why don't we get into it, man? Let, let, why why don't right. we start talking about how great it is? Well, I'm gonna. We're gonna make you go in timeout for a minute. <laughs> and I'm gonna have a little conversation with uh, Dylan that you're not really gonna understand. Oh, I'm Dylan. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but compared to the foreigner, since this was directed by the same person as the one we just watched, yeah. 
how did, how'd you feel in comparison to the foreigner um it, it was almost impossible for it to be worse than the foreigner yes um and that held up this is not worse than the foreigner uh, no it's absolutely not yes it's also it, it 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 plays like um they made it after the foreigner came out which while there's only like i think like a six month difference that is possible the movie feels like it was made pretty quick um it's like they responded to criticism of the foreigner and made the movie as simple as possible yeah because there's there's so many scenes of this movie that are people just kind of recapping and catching you back <laughs> up on everything that's happened so far yeah, absolutely whereas uh for, for some context nolan the last movie we watched um, was absolutely unintelligible and pretty much for the hour and a half dylan and i just tried to figure out what it was about yeah dude that's so funny that you say that because i felt like this movie like i had no fucking idea what was going on for half of it like and the only redeeming thing were like the mob scenes where they just basically like <laughs> they read they, they read the script and they were talking about it <laughs> like but like yeah I, I i there are like basically no notes for like the second half of the movie that i oh, wrote yeah. because i'm just like i have i have no fucking idea what's going on <laughs> yeah well i think that makes sense because i have one one thing to acknowledge is that this is the second time i have seen this movie oh why um this is the first steven seagal movie i ever saw wow wow um yeah <laughs> um so i i certainly would not have anticipated ever having to see it again at the time but uh it, it was inevitable you're saving it for a overlap. special occasion yeah well uh i didn't remember all that much about it um i actually the one thing that i thought i remembered was i thought steven just kept cutting people's heads off <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, man. I, I really believe this was the movie where Steven <laughs> just killed every single bad guy by cutting their head off. <laughs> if only. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I mean, it definitely is like a super simple plot that the movie somehow still manages to like convolute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But once you kind of realize that it's just like Steven wants revenge on these people and there's 10 dudes and he's just working on a list yeah. and just going down the list. And that's the entire movie. Mm -hmm. It, it kind of simplifies it. Yeah. It is uh, just hard to kill. Yeah. Man. Again. Yeah. It is. It is. Uh, well, I mean, the thing is, is like Steven makes the same type of movie pretty much every time he makes a movie. So at this point, it's pretty inevitable that we're not going to tread any new ground in any of these movies like it, it is just gonna be like how many reasons can we come up with for steven to go on murdering sprees um so it's just steven's wife is dead uh steven works uh for the cia steven's trapped on a boat steven's trapped on a train it's like there's only but so many things they can come up with yeah. <laughs> is are, are strip clubs a common theme in steven seagal movies I actually don't think sort so. of. Uh, yeah, I, I can't think of too many movies with strip clubs in them. I think I think it's it's no more a common theme in his movies than any other sort of low tier action movie. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't really think that there's a noticeable pattern. Um, I do want to dig into it a little. This movie is absolutely wild. Um, I think it's one of the more wild ones we've seen, certainly since Ticker. Yeah. And it it may be more wild than ticker Ooh, those are big words right there 
Mm. Yeah, well, ticker, I, it's definitely uh, ticker tier, but we can definitely dig into yeah, let's it. Let's get going on this one. Uh, it opens with a quote. Bro. This is uh, this establishes the theme of the movie of people saying absolute fucking nonsense. <laughs> like, well, well, I'm still trying to figure out what that quote actually like. What the point of it is? Like, uh, uh, I I think it's just like, oh god, I think it's just like uh, trying to give the movie some sort of like validity or some sort of weight. Like an air of sophistication to open with the Sun Tzu quote, yeah. which, which is it uh, would not be the first time that a Seagal movie has done that, right? It doesn't above the law start with like a, a quote. I'm pr- one of them at the beginning does absolutely. Yeah. I don't know which one. Yeah, I don't either. But yeah, one of them definitely opens with a stupid quote, and it might be above the law or maybe marked for death. I feel like yeah, it's one of those two because it's not hard to kill and it's not out for justice but it's definitely one of the first four movies (laughs) yeah i think it's marked for death but yeah it opens with the quote all warfare is based on the art of deception which is i i guess just true (laughs) um and and then you get this like uh little i don't even know what the point of it is just this little uh, introduction to uh to to dea well i guess only the dudes a dea agent and then the woman's just kind of some vague unspecified like drug investigator (laughs) she does work at the dea office in um in new york yeah but it she at that at the beginning during this narration she says that she's been paired up with an american dea agent so i don't know what she does but they're basically both dea agents and um they're going around this strip club that just had a shootout and it flashes back to show us the shootout. And basically what the opening of this movie is, is these people in the strip club just getting blasted apart <laughs> with machine guns no. for 60 seconds straight. This is the, the length of this scene. I, had to, I took note of immediately. It is unbelievable how long they shoot for. I mean, it's they're just incredible. constantly firing. Dude, I like no because because I was like, um, I remember the experience of watching it. Like it went on for a long time, and I was just sort of like, ha ha, this is going on for a while, ha ha. But then it kept going, and I kept getting more and more. Just like, what what's happening? What is? Why are they doing yeah, this? I like at first it was like pretty horrifying because it's just like these dudes just roll up with guns and they just start fucking eviscerating people in this strip club. But it goes on yeah. for so long that I almost laughed. Like I was like, <laughs> no, it, it loses any sort of like horror or I don't know. It's definitely alarming, yeah. but it loses all of it when it just goes on for so long. It's like a fucking like gag. Yeah. Dude. And like they were using pistols and like, they definitely didn't reload once and they just like definitely poured like 500 plus rounds each into that <laughs> into the entire Easily. building yeah. like yeah I, and i totally in my notes right here i wrote the gunfire in the strip club in the beginning lasts so goddamn long i that is yes, my exact does. writing so yeah it's good to see we're on the same page here like it got past the point of laughter for me i was just like oh. dude i just kind of want to like can we can we go to the next scene now and then it just kept fucking rolling man yeah. and then and then of course you know the, and then you have the mob boss that they, they 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 start talking and then they just keep talking man 
yeah, we get introduced to this round table of bad guys led by uh, this bald dude with a Fu Manchu. Um, and it gives us these like suicide squad ass freeze frames on each dude at the oh round God, table yeah. with text telling us like their name and some stupid fact about them straight out of suicide squad, which like, and, and I do not remember suicide squad in terms of specifics, <laughs> but the like facts that pop up on the screen for those, I think were supposed to be jokes. I think it was like, you know, quirky post Deadpool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't tell if, the like notes for these dudes were supposed to be like funny because one of them was just like has a penchant for french restaurants yeah <laughs> which isn't even worth noting one of them's like uh what it was like uh likes to hire unusual assassins <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty good like and what what world do people talk like that too like it was oh, like he was just in the scene to to like tell us their names. Like there was that, no the point. The entire in, there was no point every, in that scene. We, basically, the construction of this movie is there's like a scene of Steven Seagal, a scene of the DEA agents, and then a scene at this round table where they summarize the movie <laughs> up until that point, and then we get a scene of Steven, and then a scene of the DEA agents, and then we're back at the round table and they summarize the movie. Uh, and yeah, I mean the dialogue in this movie is beyond atrocious. It it doesn't even try and seem real. Um, this dude gives some exposition, says that the Chinese families, the Chinese families of crime, are merging <laughs> together, and each I guess each dude is like part of a family, like the head of the family. Yeah, it's like Gotti, man. And then it's the uh, the boroughs of crime <laughs> are joining up. Together. Exactly. My favorite movie, Gotti. Yeah. Well. That's yeah. a that's we'll a get, that's we'll a find a way podcast. to do Gotti on this. Yeah, that's a our Gotti podcast. Yeah, that's a different one. Our John Travolta podcast. Oh man. <sighs> yeah, that one hurt, didn't it? Because that one felt real. That one felt like <laughs> it did that feel one real. Felt like a thing we would do. But again, the same way I brought up that fucking uh, Michael Madsen idea last week. John Travolta's been in some good movies. He has. Mm-hmm. We we would get to watch like so, Pulp Fiction and stuff. We get to see some like movies that are worth watching. Yeah, Get Shorty. Yeah. There's some good ones. Yeah, in Wild there. Hogs. <laughs> oh dude old dogs. old dogs and wild hogs brother grease 2 that's the name of the podcast oh man grease he's not a grease 2 is he uh, maybe i don't i don't even know he's not a grease 2 <laughs> <laughs> he makes a cameo he's in the background of one of the scenes uh, i'm making that up i've never seen grease 2 <laughs> um hey out out for yeah, a kill out, out for sure. a kill they're intru- he's a i can't believe he's a yale professor man I thought Steven, that uh, Steven's Indiana <laughs> Jones in this one. He is. He's Indiana Jones. They even have like the title sequence looks like some Indiana Jones yeah. shit. But yeah, Steven Seagal in this movie is a Yale professor who receives an award for excellence in archaeology. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it is a giant ceremony. It looks like the fucking Oscars. <laughs> and Steven gives his acceptance speech for excellence in archaeology and he gets a standing ovation from this auditorium full of people dressed to the fucking nines, like the Met Gala. <laughs> it's a big night. It's a, it's a big night. Everybody's favorite professor. It, yeah, man. Yeah. He's just well, he, made that much of an impact on people, I guess, you know? He uh, He's looking forward to his next dig in China, and uh, we get to him and his, like, assistant, and their little plane being flown to China for the dig. 
And oh, uh, Steven's just being mean to this pilot. <laughs> an asshole, man. <laughs> He's just tearing into this dude. He, he like, uh, I don't even remember how it happens, but he identifies that the dude used to be like a soldier, and he's just like, now you drive this piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's really falling down in the world. Yeah, the guy's just like sitting there quietly driving, or, you know, flying Steven to his dig. And Steve is just ripping into this poor Well, dude. And I did want to make mention of something in this scene, because I really liked this scene. Because uh, the pilot starts talking about his name, Crash. Oh, man. Yeah. They say, they call me Crash because I never have. I never have. And I'm like, I'm like <laughs> man, do, do they call, like, every pilot that? <laughs> I, like, I feel like if you crash an airplane, that's usually, like, a one-time thing. <laughs> like, you usually don't get to crash two planes. Well, I could tell you one dude who got to crash a plane and uh, still got to fly. Who would that be, James? Sully. Sully. Yeah, he oh, he man. got very, he got, you know, people really appreciated him for crashing that plane. Yeah, and then they started calling this dude Crash. Yeah. I I guess that this movie came out before Sully. Yeah, but. well, I just like that. I I would think it would be it would make more sense if you were in a Sully situation and people start calling you Crash. They're like, hey man, he he didn't crash, you know. But no, this guy yeah. this guy actually has never crashed. And, uh, and then he's just so, a normal yeah, pilot. I guess that was my question: is like, does every pilot get called Crash? I also like how they have that exchange, and then there's not a scene where the man gets in a plane no, crash. No, yeah. Dude, for sure, when I heard that line, I was like, it's a lock, man. I wrote it down. I was like, dude, we're seeing a plane crash later in the movie, dude. Yeah, and he gives <laughs> Steven the card for his like flight school, uh, which is foreshadowing. That does come into play. Mm. But like the combination of him giving him the card and then being like, I never crash. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, so this man's going to crash a plane at some point in the film. Uh, but, maybe uh, they were nope. subverting our expectations a little yeah, there. It's a red herring. That, yeah. th- this movie is full yeah. of that. <laughs> certainly. Um, <laughs> you certainly couldn't have predicted a movie like Out for a Kill. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Steven goes to his dig and there's some, some real sketchy people on the dig site. Uh, dude stepping on antique plates mm. that they dig up like you do when you do your archaeological yeah. digs you find whole, whole plates. plates and yeah. also Steven way more chill about this guy breaking all the shit he's digging in, uh, up here in this archaeological dig in China way nicer or like way more like accepting of this dude than the uh, pilot who was just trying to fly him <laughs> there like this guy <laughs> this oh, guy like yeah. breaks a plate and he turns to his partner and he's just like hey who is that guy <laughs> read the room asshole god who do you know yeah. here who who invited this motherfucker if only he had said um, that we'd have had a motherfucker count this week oh man yeah were you keeping track i, I heard a couple of people say motherfucker and I, I my ears perked up like a dog but uh. <laughs> but i don't think steven said it oh yeah. well um yeah, so there's this whole weird exchange him and the assistant have where they just walk through the stage of or the, like the stages of him like cataloging and locking up all the stuff from the dig uh, where she's like, make sure you sign it, professor. And then there's like a slow-mo shot of her sliding the packing slip to him. Oh. And he's like, this crate has to be sealed to custom standards. <laughs> and this is also that way, you know, two minutes later when they go into this little room where the crates are, they can see that it's been busted open. And Steven goes, man, I just sealed this thing. What the? <laughs> this is, this is broken. What's wild about this movie. And this might be a controversial take, 
but I think Steven's the best performer here. Ooh. <laughs> that, that might is, be that true. Is controversial. <laughs> no, I think that's true. Uh, like, I think, yeah, let's, I let's think do he the is. rundown. Uh, he's he's definitely better than any of the bad guys. Or he's certainly better than the main bad guy. Main bad guy says everything like it's his dying words. He puts so much weight behind every sentence. It sounds like he's trying to spit it out as he like chokes to death. Uh, I don't know. I I will. The, uh, the, the lady who, who is uh, the one that introduces the movie to us in the first scene. Yeah. Lady, lady DEA agent. agent. Tommy. Yeah. She's a little better than Steven. No, she's She's a lot. I don't know, man. No, she's not. Steven's wife, I think, might be. She has very little to do in this movie, but um, the scene where, I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves, but the scene where she just uh, finds out from the TV that her husband's in a Chinese <laughs> prison. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, man, um, that poor plate. That poor, that poor bowl. <laughs> it's, she dro- it's a, a cup, cup of coffee. coffee she, right, a cup shit. of coffee, right, yeah, shit. A cup of coffee, yeah. Nola didn't yeah, watch no that. <laughs> it's just hard. There's yeah, so Nolan many good scenes. Yeah, Nolan thought it was a bowl instead of a cup of coffee. What an idiot! <laughs> <laughs> no man, he's not a real but, cigar head but, like us. I mean, well, well, we're not cigar heads. I'm sorry. I didn't. I mean wonder that. if I wrote a note about that. I remember laughing like shit at that scene. Well, yeah, it's wild because she slow mo drops the the cup, and it's this like super intense dramatic scene of it falling, but <laughs> it, it doesn't, doesn't even break. fucking. it just just spills coffee on the floor (laughs) like they just couldn't break the cup (laughs) they're like this cup's fucking indestructible they're like look insurance wouldn't sign off on or maybe steven like specifically (laughs) wanted like he he buys unbreakable coffee cups exclusively and that was from his personal collection like like he's like i don't buy coffee cups that break yeah maybe who knows man but I, I, I do I like it like they're like we got one shot at this thing. If it breaks, it breaks. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But we're not recording this thing twice. <laughs> yeah, that's the rule. Yeah, one the whole take. movie was done continuously in one take. So uh, we I know we I'm confused where we are now. Oh yeah, they the uh, car chase found. Well yeah they they realized that somebody has been I I don't even know I guess somebody comes in after Stephen puts away all his archaeological discoveries. Um, I literally can't think of the word for what it's called, the stuff you artifacts, find. Artifacts, I guess. Uh, like in a dig. Yeah. Artifacts. Yeah, the artifacts. Um, they go, or, yeah, so they take all of Steven's artifacts, break them in half, <laughs> hide drugs in them, and then ship them wherever they're going. Which one, is this, like, how they've been smuggling their drugs? Yeah. Like following Stephen around, archaeologist. How, yeah. How many like discoveries is Stephen finding on all of his digs <laughs> that they're true. able to like maintain their drug this has trade? To be the least efficient drug trade like of all time. Like like we can't we can't smuggle our drugs unless somebody digs up some ancient plates. <laughs> you couldn't not even a plate. That dude stepped right yeah, on that a, plate <laughs> because he knew there's no way you could put drugs. You in You can't a plate. put drugs in here. Um, so Steven realizes that something's going down. They have to make a run for it. 
And then, yeah, we get a car chase, Steven and the assistant being chased by these smugglers. Dude, like, and the assistant Um, just didn't know what it was, like, what was going on. (laughs) Like, she asks Steven, like, she's in in the worst fucking delivery ever. Like, they open it up. It's uh, There's obviously, like, big-ass bags of Coke in there. And she's like, do you know what this is? <laughs> Why they put a big bag of dirt in our heart? <laughs> and Steven just like his acting like is just nothing. Like he just he doesn't look scared or anything. He's just like we have to go. <laughs> he is an absolute husk in this movie. He shows no fucking emotion. Like when the girl gets shot when they're on the chase, he just like looks at her and then keeps driving. <laughs> like Yeah. Well and then when, when they Steven drives to the border where they've got like a little border stop to catch him, they he's like in the car, he's just like holding her, but he doesn't project any sort of look on his no. face so it just looks like he's like taking a big yeah. <laughs> he's just kind of looking at her he's like he's like holding a cup of coffee he's like hmm. <laughs> and then he but, just gets surrounded by like the most fucking soldiers i've ever seen like like a full army yeah, they, of soldiers. they do they bring a they bring a uh, a legion to get steven here there's like 15 soldiers <laughs> prepared to arrest steven at the border Nah, they're and not the prepared DNA. to arrest him already Every, there. there ak's pointed yeah. like they're ready to kill they're out for a kill one might say uh, <laughs> yeah but so steven gets arrested he gets taken to this chinese prison and gets um interrogated by the dea agents tommy and her american partner who is some he, everything about that character was fucking yeah. weird um but that was what's this dude's name? Ed Gray. It's a character played by Corey Johnson. But yeah, uh, he gets he gets interrogated. And he's just insisting he's a professor. You get the he's like, uh, I'm a professor. I just received an award. <laughs> I loved that line. That was a great line. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, and then you get the scene of a dude who, correct me if I'm wrong here. But we never see him before this, and we never see him again. That's absolutely true. No. Yes. Okay. This dude just on the phone talking to somebody. I've deduced that he's, like, some higher up in the DEA that is saying that they're supposed to use Steven as bait, um, that he believes Steven is innocent, but he wants to use him as bait to lure out the actual drug smugglers who will, for some reason, try and kill him. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna be real. That's, I for, I, I uh, thought we were talking about Stephen making his friend in prison. Oh yeah, n- no, me too. So I me actually too, for sure. to, oh. to to demonstrate how meaningless this scene is. I forgot this scene, dude. Me too. Even happened. But I, you're right. I, I, now I, that you I, say yeah. it, I remember it. <laughs> it. De- I can confirm. I remember this occurring. Uh, I remember I, this discussion. Yeah. But yeah, this scene was entirely. I wanna I wanna kinda kinda throw Steven on blast here, man. I'm assuming he like helped with some of this shit, some of the some of the horrible writing in this movie. There's some anti pitbull sentiments in this movie, man. Cause cause that that D, that female <laughs> DEA agent, man, in that interview with him or in that interrogation sheet, she says the system's like a pit bull. Once it gets a hold of you, it doesn't let go. And I'm like, man, what 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 have Pitbull's done wrong that to, to hurt Steven so much? I thought you, you were know? talking about the I thought you were talking yeah. about the musician. Oh, I thought no, I, no, I no. thought I had missed <laughs> your like, life flashed before your eyes. Like, Bro, when did they talk bad about Pitbull in this movie? <laughs> no, um, yeah, it would be a shame if 
we had to cancel Stephen on yeah, this podcast. Yeah, it'd be a real shame if Stephen did something wrong and we acknowledged it here. Well, we know how he feels about dogs already, so I feel like it makes sense <laughs> that, uh, that, uh, that that line would be something that came from him. Woof, woof, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're referring to something that happened off air when we discussed the time Stephen drove a tank into a man's house and killed his dog. Uh, he was trying to stop a uh, underground uh, cockfighting ring, bro. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, no. Stephen's cellmate, I, I hadn't even felt like I hadn't even been able to process yeah. yet. What, yeah, what an incredible Steven, thing this is. Oh man, Stephen gets put in in a cell with another American dude. Interestingly yeah. enough, I, I don't know that much about Chinese prisons. Never been. <laughs> But I would assume it's probably going to be like kind of a notable coincidence if, you know, an American dude gets put in with another American dude. But I don't know. I don't know how many Americans are in Chinese yeah, prisons. Don't um, knock until you try it, man. Maybe we should uh, let's go get arrested in China yeah. and see. We should. Brother, you, you and I both know if we're ending up in any foreign prison, it's going to be a Russian <laughs> prison. <laughs> this is very true. Me, me and James fear for our lives on a regular basis from the show. That is true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that that might be. Steven meets his his uh, cellmate, and they start like, I guess, talking about what they did. And the cellmate starts talking about how he got arrested smuggling weed at the border. And as he's talking, the movie fades to black. <laughs> <laughs> and like, they don't actually tell us how much time passed, but like, it's implied that they've become like best fucking friends. But they're both like wearing the same outfits. Which I thought it was is like really one, surreal. It is like one scene. Steven's wife comes to visit him. And then the next scene, he's leaving jail. And him and the cellmate are just like brothers for life. <laughs> don't forget about me, Burns. Yeah. He's screaming, don't forget about me. And then the movie forgets about him. And- no, 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 James. <laughs> We we got we to gotta wait until later on. The movie does not forget about him, man. It It, it rhymes. There, there's, there's, it, 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 Steven's George, got a plan. George it rhymes. Steven's got a plan, man. That, we gotta. Wait, I literally don't know what you're talking about. Uh, we, we'll, we'll, we'll wait it, later. We'll, we'll, we'll wait we'll it for later. That. We'll get to we'll that. Get to we'll get to that. To it. Yeah, wait, they, they do. do. Oh, oh yeah, James. But I will say this whole don't forget about me thing becomes like, it almost feels like sinister. Like in this, in this, uh, in, in this scenario. Like, it's just like, they've known each other. Like, as far as I know, he's been in there for like 25 minutes, you know? And this guy's like yelling, don't forget about me. And it's just like, man, like, what the, the hell are you doing, man? Like, <laughs> it's just, he just watched Eternal Sunshine. <laughs> yeah, he's, about it. yeah. Like, they didn't even bother to, like, you'd think with such an exposition-y shit dialogue movie that this is, like, they would have one line in there be like, yeah, he's been in there for three months now. Like, they didn't bother or, to do or anything. Or you know what? Like, when it fades to black, it could like, have had a little uh, title come Three months later up or something. But instead, we just get, like, yeah. a, a trippy, like, psychedelic fade out. And then he's just, like, out. I mean, this movie is experimental, man. I don't know it. I don't know what you Yeah, mean. dude. I guess, I guess I just don't understand it, man. Yeah, this, this movie has... You just don't get... Real... 
Michael yeah, Hobbit. some real David Lynch vibes. <laughs> yeah, man. bro. This is, this is Mulholland Drive tier. <laughs> we gotta we gotta have, have him uh, cast as as a Cooper in the next Twin Peaks, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For if Steve, this is not even like a question. If Steven Seagal has played anybody in Twin Peaks, he's playing oh, yeah. Bob. Nah, he'd man. Be, he'd he's be such I, a great Bob. He's playing Evil Tell Dale, me, bro. Evil Cooper. <laughs> Tell me one thing that would be more terrifying than Steven Seagal slowly crawling over a couch <laughs> towards you. I yeah. can't really think of many things. Yeah. Imagine looking honest. in your mirror and seeing Steven Seagal's face. <laughs> I'd yeah. scream. Imagine too. looking at your TV screen and seeing Steven Seagal's face, bro. Uh, <laughs> brother. That one, that one. I don't think you guys have to imagine. That one, that one cut a little it's too etched deep. in your memory. Yeah. Um, Okay, so Steven goes home, and I I would like to talk about what I think is my favorite part of this Go entire movie. Steven, Steven and his wife reconnect. It's beautiful. And they go up to Steven's room, and she's like, you're home now. It's okay. And Steven gets on the bed fully clothed, <laughs> and his wife, who's wearing a nice dress, pulls down the straps of her dress. So she is now he gets topless. some boobs, bro. Steve, Steven, like that was yeah. a he. He was like, I'm not doing the movie unless unless I get some tits. Uh, that's uh, that's that, unfortunately <laughs> feels very real. It's, it's yeah, probably I, yeah. <laughs> not not very good. Well, <laughs> so and that's that's not why it's my favorite part of the movie. Like, <laughs> like that abundantly clear. God, but it is because <laughs> it is because of what follows. I I, I do not remember a lot about this movie. I didn't remember this. So as soon as that happens, I tensed up. My fight or flight started to kick in. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a sex scene. It's happened but before, instead, hasn't it? I've never seen a Steven sex it scene. It only happened once yeah. before. But um, Steven instead just Holds kind her. of gives her a hug and then starts like patting her back, <laughs> but not even like a like comforting way, like in a like the way like I would hug Dylan, <laughs> like it's good to see you kind of hug, like hey bro, what's up? And then that is that's the, the scene. end of the it just scene. fades out. She she takes her top off, and then Steven gives her a hug, <laughs> and that's the end of the scene. And the reason this is my favorite part of the whole movie is because this made me realize something that uh, I think we kind of touched on last week. Um, Nolan doesn't know this, but last week Stephen edged, um, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, I I have oh, now man. been completely convinced <sighs> that I do not I I am a hundred percent positive that we will not see another Steven Seagal sex scene for the rest of this wow. podcast. I I I it was something Dylan and I were both very concerned about when we started, and the second movie had a very unpleasant to watch one <laughs> that. Um, has scarred us but i i do believe that the reason um steven gets in these weirdly vaguely sick sexual situations without actually there being any confirmed like sex happening is because steven is at a point where he has um a less than ideal physicality for an action hero and he is not going to be taken off clothes. He's insecure. He's going to be wearing a full coat <laughs> as much as possible. Yeah. That I fully agree with. What I think that there's uh, basically 100% uh, certainty in my mind that there will be women around him who take their clothes off and, and make it seem like they're about to have sex with him, but Steven himself will not get undressed. Yes. No, I, I believe um, that that is inevitable. That is unfortunate. 
but actual just straight up sex scenes i do not believe will happen i do not believe that there will be anything in this movie that confirms that steven actually even has sex in them as far as i'm concerned steven could 100 percent be a virgin throughout this entire <laughs> film one thing that i am kind of wondering is like do you, it maybe is it a theme that his uh love interests are always uh like significantly younger and more attractive than him well more more attractive well i'm gonna s- yes <laughs> I'm going to, I mean, the first movie he's married to Sharon Stone. <laughs> um, but, I mean, again, that's kind of one of those things where it's more of just a theme of yeah, action movies yeah, in general. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, it, I mean, it's certainly true of Steven just as much as, like, any other action hero. Although, I mean, there are plenty of action heroes that are hot as hell. And so oh, yeah. when they're, like, with Bruce Willis, women, it's not particularly You're alarming. telling me Bruce Willis doesn't deserve hey. everything he has, man? Dude, young Bruce Willis? Uh, I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, I don't know. I know. I thought you were being sarcastic. <laughs> That's why I was like, dude, young Bruce Willis is a hunk. Uh, I don't know about hunk that. Alert, bro. We might we might He's need to hunk. have another podcast about that, man. I don't, I don't know if I can. Uh, hunk uh, watch. Oh, the hunk watch, bro. <laughs> young Bruce Willis is a hunk. Young Bruce Willis is a hunk. Uh, Dylan, Dylan, what do you I, think? I feel like you can. Come on. Um, I think the youngest Bruce Willis I've seen is. Die Hard. Uh, and he's not a hunk in that. He was cast. I don't think specifically. Die Hard, actually, what? Yeah, the youngest. Yeah. The youngest Willis. It's a, uh, you haven't no. seen Die Hard, but you watch all these shitty Steven Seagal movies all the time. Yeah, that's that's the irony of it. That's the. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a huge yeah. part of this. Yeah, me, me, yeah. me not knowing <laughs> what else going on is a big part of it. The only action hero I ever consistently watch is Schwarzenegger. Speaking, so, like, speaking of hunks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. He's, he's even a hunk now, man. Yeah. Like fuck, dude. Yeah. yeah. Gorgeous human human being. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Though he did cheat on his wife though. Yeah, well. Well, you know, uh, you know, if we're talking talk bad things yeah. people action yeah, heroes have done. Yeah, uh, him cheating on his wife, man, that, that that's a that's a walk in the park uh, uh, compared to what compared we're dealing with on this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take that every day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that might be true. Yeah. No, yeah. no might. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't need we, we but... don't need any qualifiers here. We'll take that every day. Wait, I do want to, I do want to know what the youngest Bruce Willis Dylan's uh, working off fiction, of is. Probably. Wow. Yeah, really? that's probably the youngest one. That's insane. I mean, <laughs> it's it is pretty wide. Yeah, that's because uh, Pulp Fiction is what like ninety four, ninety two. Um, ninety four sounds I, right. It was one, I knew it was one or the other. When did Die Hard come out? That's a good question. Uh, that is, I don't know. Yeah, is it like the late eighties? Well, <laughs> I think a good bit is us doing a podcast about movies uh, that comes eventually at some point out on a uh, podcast network, specifically about movies and run by people who are big dorks, and then we're just <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> and then we're just like, uh, when did <laughs> yeah, Die Hard come out? Do you remember 80s, what your I Pulp think? Fiction was? I think 94, uh, 94, Pulp it is Fiction, 94, yeah. for sure. Okay, for my sure. first guess was the good one. All right. <laughs> yeah, it was 94 confirmed. Die Hard was 88. Okay. So you're not talking a huge leap yeah, I was between say. the two. And I think he's still yeah, hunk I, I, and He's bald in he Pulp, Pulp Fiction, though, right? Absolutely. I mean, he's still yeah, I mean, he, he looked pretty good. I mean, I, you know, I, I feel because like, he's with a relatively good-looking girl right in that movie in Pulp Fiction. I, I can't I remember know. either. I feel like he is. And, so, and uh, well, my point was, is I don't, I don't remember feeling like, like grossed out, like no, like, like no, nah, he's a hunk. Like. No, he's he's still kind of a hunk. He's not a bad looking dude. 
he's no, I I would I'd say Bruce Willis for sure is still a hunk. I'm looking at a picture yeah. of him right now. <laughs> We're gonna have to pause. This, this is podcast. now a a hunk only podcast. Yeah, this has turned into hunk watch. Yeah, well, if we only talked about hunks on this podcast, we would be in serious bro, trouble. It would it would be way too long, bro. Yeah. Well, I just mean like we'd need an entirely <laughs> new theme, which I guess hunks. would be hunks because we couldn't talk podcast. about Steve. Anyway, uh, I know this is going to be really sad, but we should probably talk about the movie again. Ugh. I would, I would genuinely rather talk I know, about man. Hans. That's the, that's the problem. Dude, uh, I'm just looking at pictures of Bruce Willis now, and I think I might change my mind dude, now, man. Look at this look, with him with hair too. Oh that's my what God, I was saying. Dude. Young Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis and Die Hard. I'd feel home. intimidated like... standing next to this guy. Like I'd be oh, like... easily. I think he's pretty short too. I think. Well, I mean, like my oh, height, man. But I'm... hey, height's just a number, man. I mean, like I'm. I'm if he's my oh, height, I'm dude. not. Oh no, he's six foot tall. Oh, I found so a photo of him height. with a full mustache. <gasps> Might have changed my life. Interesting. Ooh. Nah, but Bruce Willis is like the a real hunk too. Like he's fit, but he he doesn't look like fucking Arnold. Yeah. Dude. What are you trying to say about Arnold? He's a, I mean, Arnold looks like in human. I think that. Uh, well, yeah, in like a I was good way, say, not yeah. like a scary like Sylvester Stallone <laughs> way. Yeah. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I was gonna say, yeah, because I mean, like, yeah, Arnie, Arnie's fucking massive, but like, <laughs> that doesn't make him any less like beautiful. Uh, it's not like the scary hunk. I, I guess you're right, like Stallone. Because like I, I remember like watching Predator, and and he's just he's yeah, just, no, he's I'm, damn I mean, he's... gorgeous in that movie, man. He's still a hunk. I'm not saying he's not. I just mean like I don't know. There, that's like a comparison of like a uh, supermodel to a girl I next door you type. Mean, yeah, you know, Bruce Willis is the, the, girl, <laughs> the girl next door. Next door. <laughs> Let's not forget about Carl Weathers, man. I know you said. I know you said, you're saying. Oh yeah, predator. talking predator. Yeah, Carl Weathers and, is a predator, right? Yeah. Okay. Look no further than Apollo Creed, man. I mean. Yeah, that's as that's as gorgeous as it gets. Anyway, so in the next scene, uh, <laughs> you know who else? In the, in, in the next scene, speaking uh, speaking of uh, Creed, <laughs> Stallone. Is that no. what we're ta- talking Creed. We're talking Creed talk. Yeah, well, I meant the oh, singer. Uh, Creed Scott Stapp is a hunk. <laughs> yeah, Scott Stapp's a real hunk. Um, no, I was gonna say. Um, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, yeah, I mean that's just Creed. true. Yeah. I mean that's just pretty good. He, he, he well. definitely is, dude. Uh, I can hear those sirens. Which one of you guys is about to get arrested <laughs> for going on topic? Um, uh, not, I mean they're they're here. Hopefully, Stephen. They're they're I up mean, here I think with that... me. But uh, I've been I've been trying to get us back on topic for a while. You guys are too horned up, <laughs> bro. That's why you're that's why you're trying to get us back yeah, on topic. Yeah, get, Ivan Drago, me, bro. And, and much like Stephen in this movie. I didn't do anything wrong. Now, not like Steven in real life, but Steven in this movie, you know, the movie we're here to talk about. <laughs> um, okay. But in t- instead, this turned into, this went from hunk chat to horny chat. Man. Okay. We might need Brother, to take a five-minute break, uh, yeah, man. I'm looking, I, I see these pictures of Dolph Lundgren. You, got, you guys need to go drink some, some water, take a cold shower. I'm out here trying to talk about my Dolph least Lundgren. favorite action movie star. You uh, guys ma- bringing up your favorite action movie uh, stars. I might need to take a hot bath, bro. Ooh, hot bath. Major major <laughs> keel. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about... Oh, sorry. What, uh, what were you saying, James? <laughs> what? It, it's, this is the wrong <laughs> podcast for that. 
Had to say it, man. Yeah. Christ. Yeah. What were you talking about? Well, let's start talking okay. about the movie, man. I, yeah. I, I forgot we were even recording a podcast. Here's the thing, man. If we don't, if we don't talk I about the movie, our, we'll our be new, here uh... forever. Like, this, this can't end yeah. until we talk about the movie. <laughs> well, that is blatantly not true, no, considering true. several we episodes we have to, we have to sum it up recently. at some point. Okay. Well, there's no, there's still, still a good, good amount of yeah, stuff I want to talk yeah. about this movie. This is not fucking... Uh, the foreigner this movie is actually there's a little bit more to talk about here we should have saved this yeah. for the foreigner okay <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah i want to tell you true, and actually. this is going to be a good segue here because it goes into the next scene like i think the worst actor in the movie might be whatever like steven seagal's like partner who dies is dad like because like seeing oh, him at yeah. her funeral he just like looks like he's just in a museum like that dude does not give a fuck about his daughter being dead, man. Like, I I would say in this dude's defense, though, that's just like how the movie is. Like I'm sure that dude did not get the direction. To I mean, act I'm sad. sure. I'm sure that was not even like. I doubt he even got any direction. He probably just they well, probably yeah, just fair. told him to fucking stand by this picture and then talk to Steven yeah, about they put, some they put shit. an X on the ground and they said stand here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, so Stephen and his topless wife share a platonic hug, and then Stephen goes to the funeral of his um, assistant who got shot and has a wild oh, exchange man. with her dad, uh, which I do have word wow. for word. Give it to us. And um, this, this is the first of several moments in this movie where, again, people just speak nonsense that sounds like it's going to be, like, quotes from something, but it's not. I looked up a lot of these to confirm that they weren't quotes of some sort that it is just nonsense that the screenwriter wrote um so at his daughter's funeral this guy says to steven a mind is a mirror a bright light shining be sure to clean it every day allow no dust to cling which on its own as some sort of you know uh, I, I don't know you get it on some sort of weird daily affirmation calendar that's fine but steven's response is there is no mirror there is no dust. <laughs> and then he, I mean, this is like fucking galactic-sized brain shit right here, man. Steven just, <laughs> like just shits like, no. on that dude, man. And then, but then he says, there is no darkness, only the mind's light. <laughs> I don't know what any of that shit means, man. It like, means nothing. What? It means nothing. And then... And then he says to the dude, I know, I think you know what I have to do, <laughs> which I, I interpreted as him being like, you know, I have to kill the people who killed your daughter. And this guy just being like, yes, I understand <laughs> her Yale professor. <laughs> you have to kill the people. Who killed no, I, I think like he implies later in the movie, he kind of like knows who he is. Right. Like in one of the later scenes. I, I maybe I know what you're talking about, which is oh my god, I can't I can't even talk right now about Stephen's background. <laughs> There's a movie. twist, man. We cannot they, he's do that he's right not now. just a Yale professor. We, yeah, I okay. We can't we cannot do that right now. <laughs> Dude, what about James the wobbly swords, bro? The plastic sword fight. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do right now. Um, so the dad leaves the funeral. And there's these two dudes just sort of standing there. And then f fireworks go off. <laughs> and, and I mean, it's like it's like um, like a flash mob. It's just like one second Steven's mourning. And then the next, 
there's a sword fight happening. These two dudes are jumping all over the place. Steven's got a sword. Just a, a sword fight has erupted at the funeral. <laughs> and Steven's the only person there, and no one notices that he's fighting. Like, no one else is at the funeral. It might as well just be him and his dad. I think there is actually yeah, nobody yeah. else like, at the funeral. I think it was only Steven and the Maybe dad. it's, like, later on. Like, maybe we can give him the benefit of the doubt and just assume, like, everybody's left. It's just Steven and his dad. But, like, why would Steven stay maybe. that? I, I mean, I don't know. But, like... What I remember, I remember the audio being so shitty in this scene. Like I remember, like I like I listened with my my like normal like headphones and and like it sounded like the sword fighting sounds like were fucked up. Like they were like it it sounded like they grabbed like stock sword sounds like from from like a royalty free yeah, site and then they didn't even bother <laughs> to pan the sword sounds like in the direction of where they were coming from so like i would they would be swinging from the left and i'd just hear like sword sounds in like the right ear and it was just it was all fucked up man like i was pretty pissed off during that scene <laughs> i mean the action scenes in this movie are just um it's like they're designed to be just so chaotic <laughs> And, and, like, hard to follow that it gives the illusion of excitement. <laughs> well, and, like, he doesn't struggle at all. Like, oh, I mean, I, I'd imagine that's, like, well, that's I'd imagine Steven. that's normal. But, like, there was never a point during any action scene. Like, honestly, a lot of the times I would just kind of look away at my phone and just be like, there's just no point to this. Like, I, I know he's going to, like, I know that's the, you could use that argument for any action film. But, like. Well, not really. <laughs> not, not to not um, to this degree. Like, and, and, like, and, and again, just, like we, well, we we did a little bit of Arnold talk, so I'm gonna do a little Arnold talk here, just just for like a brief parallel. It's like it's like when I when you watch Predator, right? You know Arnold's gonna beat the Predator, mm-hmm. but the Predator kicks the shit out of Arnold because it's the fucking Predator, you know. But like Arnold figures out a way, you know. It's like it's a human condition thing, you know. He figures it out. He outsmarts him in the end. But like with Steven. It's like, yeah, any action movie, like, you know the hero's going to win 99% of the time. But with Steven, it's like he's not – there's never going to be drama. That's the problem with a Steven movie. <laughs> he just no kicks the shit all. out of everybody. Yeah, like, he's like a fucking well, hurricane well, through every scene he's in. I, I think what's, what's interesting, though, is that I would argue that this movie actually shows Steven struggling more than most of the oh ones we've watched. Oh, my gosh. Because a lot of the ones we watch – would be like whereas here there's a lot of action yeah. scenes but they're like usually just steven and like one dude or like steven and two dudes whereas the ones that we're usually watching are just as long but it's like steven and like 10 dudes running at him one at a time and he's just breaking their necks like as soon as they yeah. get near him whereas here he's at least like i wouldn't say struggling because again there's never any tension or never any chance he might lose like even portrayed to us but um, at least it's not like he's just these dudes run at him with swords and he's just immediately like breaking their necks and his arm. I mean, again, it's def- I'm not really disagreeing with anything you're saying. I'm more just trying to say that if you think this is bad. <laughs> yeah, we, we've seen some pretty, pretty rough action scenes. Uh, and we're also at the point yeah. where, again, like Stephen just can't get around uh, – very well and so a lot of these scenes are close-ups on his arms swinging around like he's in some sort of like well the close-ups on someone's arms uh 
like they're in some sort of like like slap fight or something the amount of the action scenes here that are like supposed to be hand-to-hand combat and it's just people like smacking <laughs> their hands together <laughs> ridiculous it could be one dude just like flapping his hands yeah, around because it's of the so camera. incoherent um and and so like they have to do it this way because like you're, you're just not going to get good action scenes out of steven seagal at this point it's just we're yeah we're past it i just don't even remember how the fight scene went in the cafe dude like i remember like oh, well we, we have like that's the next there. scene right like they we have, we're like not even oh, the third god dude <laughs> like that but the, but like that's that's like the direct next scene like action after action like i guess like maybe there was another scene at the at the well there is actually one very important scene between the sword fight at the funeral and then the rest wow. of the fight um where we return to our crime lords around their legion right. of doom table um and they give us some exposition about how they've learned Steven's past. <laughs> Which, uh, I mean, there's absolutely no question. To me and Dylan, I don't know. Did you did you um, feel, like, up until this scene, though? Or, like, up until Steven actually starts fighting, were you expecting him to have been some dude with a mysterious past that allowed him to take I on? I thought it could have gone either way. Like, I thought it, he could have either had, like, a mysterious past or... Or he, it could have just been like, yep, Steven's just Steven, and he's he, he's a teacher, but, mm-hmm. like, he kicks some ass. You know, he just knows how to fight, you know? Like Indiana Jones. Wait, yeah, which, yeah, exactly, like yeah, Indiana yeah, Jones. Yeah, actually. <laughs> um, which, honestly, would have been totally acceptable, I feel like. Uh, again, like Indiana Jones. But uh, certainly, I have to assume Dylan had no question that it was going to be revealed Steven had some yeah, sort dude, of It's, I, it's I, sort of like John Wick, dude. You know, like they figure out who they're dealing with, you know, part way through the movie. I guess for me, it's like I just didn't think about it. But if I had thought about it, there was a hundred percent chance of been like, oh, yeah, Steven definitely has some sort of a past. Uh, he always does. Um, well, again, I mean, I have seen this, did not remember any specifics, but I, I mean, I don't know how much of it was my familiarity with Steven and my memory of the movie, but I knew he had some past that. You know, was going to be the reason why he could fight all these dudes. But I did not remember what it was. And this is absolutely one of the most batshit insane things because it doesn't even explain why he's like a master (laughs) in sword fighting (laughs) and martial arts. He just steals shit, right? He, he, He was once an international art thief named the Ghost. He was the most famous art thief in Shanghai, New York, and Paris. He was caught and spent seven years in prison where he earned a doctorate in Chinese archaeology. And when he got out, he created a new identity and became an award-winning Yale professor. <laughs> how did he create a new identity though? Like, like how does that work? Like <laughs> he got Steven, a doctorate, baby. he got a doctorate and yeah. then he changed his identity. No, and if, if you say that, that's true. <laughs> like, like I, that line to me, like, I was like, wait, what? Like, why didn't they at least just say he got the doctorate after? Like, that makes no fucking sense. Like, he just, did he change the name on the doctorate too? If we, if we sit here and just be like, this made no sense, we won't be here <laughs> until, until tomorrow. Um, but yeah, Steven and his wife, they're having a nice dinner. It is uh, what I really liked about this scene is how it's uh, like a really wide shot of the restaurant 
and Steven and the wife are like in the fucking background of the shot, almost out of focus <laughs> behind other tables of people to where like when it first cuts to this, I was trying to figure out <laughs> who we were looking at and why. You got to like search, like play Where's Waldo to find Steven. And then it gives us some like closer shots of them, but we still aren't hearing anything they're saying. And then when it finally cuts in close to them, it's just immediately Steven being like, I have to go to the bathroom. And it was at this moment, too, where I put headphones on because Steven mumbles so much that, uh, like, just listening on my speakers, like, I couldn't understand what he was saying. (laughs) Like, I had to put – I was either going to have to fucking crank this movie and uh, (laughs) – And uh, I don't know if it was just our copy of the movie or whatever, but, like, this movie gets really fucking loud. Uh, when gunshots happen, uh, and then like really quiet when Steven's talking. No, Nolan's already touched on the sound. Uh, oh, and I do want to. Um, this movie being the shit quality of the sound uh, in this movie did remind me about something we did miss earlier in the movie that I just oh. wanted to briefly touch yeah. on for a second, um, which was when his assistant actually dies, and the absolutely horrid <laughs> CGI. Uh, oh, uh, that man. they use on the on the bullets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we get some slow mo like Matrix yeah. bullet time. It looks like a PS2 fly. game or something. Looks like... <laughs> I, I, it, I, it made me feel like I was playing like out for out for a kill the PC game in yeah. like 2001. This game actually, or this movie is a video game. Uh, yeah, in, in a lot of ways, I think. Uh, oh, because there is no, yeah, there is just like boss right. battles. There's like a level one through ten. He has to kill all the guys at the round table, and each one of them comes at him one by one. Um, yeah, and, and no, you know, he's yeah. he's like motivated right. by his wife being killed. Uh, yeah, this this movie is a video game. Yeah, um, yeah. So Stephen, these dudes show up in the restaurant and tell Stephen to more or less like back off. Or they're gonna kill him and kill his wife, and Stephen beats the shit. Well, first Stephen says he is going to back off, yeah. But then they threaten to kill him and kill his wife, and then he's like, "You know what? If they're gonna kill my Maybe wife, I piss him off." <laughs> yeah. So then Stephen beats the shit even, out it, of him. It seems like and... he's gonna say something to them, but then he just he just starts swinging, man. Like he doesn't even say like usually. Usually he does like I I thought you'd think he'd like say like a one liner or something before he starts swinging, (laughs) man. Steven gave up on one liners, dude. (laughs) They were too hard to write. The people writing these movies just Uh, there's there's one one liner late later on. I I don't even know again. I don't know what you're talking about. That's good. I didn't watch. it. Nobody watched it. We're making this up. Um. Uh, but what? So Steven uh, beats the shit out of these dudes and destroys this <laughs> restaurant. I was gonna say one of my favorite fashion. parts of these movies is when Steven just to fucking destroys somebody's small business. <laughs> yeah, Steven annihilates this restaurant, and then I and then later it shows the DEA agents showing up, and they're just like the bodies are still <laughs> there, and they're just like they're just like I I guess this dude's really. Um, working i don't even know what they fucking say but they're like wow steven's coming after these guys that we're also after but they're both like hell yeah this is cool <laughs> like she does she looks at the but scene what? for like a minute and is like this looks like self-defense to me 
what's what's so wild about it to me is that evidently Steven got to beat the shit out of these two dudes in a restaurant and just go home. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and he just left, and then the cops show up after. They're just like, wow, good job, Steven. <laughs> no one's even, like, like, asking that, him about it. Yeah, dude. Oh. <laughs> you want to change say. your answer, Dylan? Yeah, I'm changing it from HUD <laughs> to Batman. Um, he could play Batman and the Joker. I would like to see... I'd like to see Steven as a Krang. Yeah. I'd like to see Steven as a, in a one-man show of, of Batman versus the Joker. Damn, bro. See, I would. I I, I thought you were going to say a uh, one-man show of uh, Ninja oh. Turtles. Oh, God. Where he plays all oh, four turtles, man. Splinter, okay. April. You know what, actually? Uh, yeah, if, if Steven were to be in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, I would want him to be Hun. But if Steven were to be in a, a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle and you asked him who he wanted to be, Splinter, hundred percent chance. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. You are a hundred percent. Yeah, That's you are hundred percent. I would say he would be. Um, I don't think he would he be was... Splinter because he would want to be the lead character. Like, yeah, I, that's the only drawback to Splinter. But like otherwise, he would he would want it to be a oh yeah origin yeah story. That's, for that's sure what it would be yeah Steven Seagal versus a Roku Saki. But I also don't think that he would agree. Jesus what? Dylan. <laughs> what did he say? Yeah, what did I say? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I, don't know I think who that's that from was. the TV show. Oh, I used to play the the video game a lot. I think Aroku Saki is like Shredder pre Shredder, or maybe it's Shredder's teacher. I remember in the cartoon there was a thing where um, Splinter learned kung fu from or martial arts or whatever from his, which I think is Aroku Saki. I think. I, I think I think didn't his owner like die in like a karate kid style fight and I think maybe the dude who killed his owner or beat his owner at least Shredder I maybe. think maybe Shredder I, yeah it's been so long I, I was think. a big fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan I was just I was just surprised Dylan pulled that name out but didn't <laughs> know that it was at one point a comic book <laughs> okay uh, I think Arokusaki is Shredder I think that that's uh, Shredder pre Shredder. Yeah, cool. So we need to we need to try and talk about well, Alfred yeah. Kill. I mean, we were still talking Steve until we got mixed up. We need yeah. to talk out for a kill. Um, Let's skip to his wife dying. They bro. blow up. Yeah, well, they blow up his well, house. Yeah, they how blow, does he? They, they blow up his house, but there is this one absolutely terrible scene right before they blow his house up, uh, where he gets home from the restaurant. <laughs> And his wife gets mad, but they just like it's like a dream sequence. <laughs> uh, like, like she gets mad. She's like, "What was that? Who are those people? Who are you?" And she's like overacting the hell out of it. It's great, you know. You, you very rarely see emotion in these movies, and and so she's just screaming, "Who yeah. are you?" and all this stuff, which is a great question. Um, yeah, it's a <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty wild twist when you turn it out. When it turns out that she has no idea yeah. about his past. And uh, Steven just doesn't answer her. Because no, the, the movie just no. backs out before anything interesting can happen. He just yeah, like, she's like, oh, okay. Well, it's one of Steven's classic pats on, pat on the back. So I guess I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. And then they blow up the house. Uh, Steven hears the dog bark, so he goes outside to look around. And then the house blows up while his wife's inside. And uh, this movie has a couple moments of awful yeah. green screen. But um, this shot of Steven standing in front of a night sky and there's fire in front of him, one of the worst things I have seen. Pretty wild. 
ever. I was honestly pretty shocked when the building blew up, man. I didn't see it coming. I, I remembered that part. That was one part I remembered was the building blowing up. Um, and so Steven, now <laughs> here's, here's my question. He goes to the pilot school from here. <laughs> Why? <laughs> hard, hard to, hard to say. He also, uh, says that he's going to avenge the death of his wife within one week before the funeral. Right. I, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, given he's himself one week, one week to get it done. If if <laughs> if it doesn't happen within that week, he's given up. Steven's a man with big ambition, man. He yeah. he, he needs to set deadlines. Well, he for does it. Man. He does do it. He does. If Steven doesn't set a deadline, he's just going to sit around and yeah. watch TV all day. He's got to set yeah, hard man, deadlines. Yeah, man, that's what for his therapist told him to do. do. It. And he he also just like <laughs> yeah. when it, when his wife dies and he's out there in front of the house and it's on fire and shit, he just kind of like bows his head. Yeah. And like that's <laughs> the extent of his emotion to his wife being fucking blown up. <laughs> yeah. Go with God, honey. She's in a better place now. Uh, well, he goes he goes to the pilot school for some reason, and um, the dude does not recognize <laughs> him. He like oh he recognizes him but sort of he's just like do I know you and it's just Steven like he's not he's wearing, wearing the a same disguise. outfit he's not wearing yeah, a like hat the, it's like the flower shop scene in the room like like oh I didn't know it was you like who the fuck did you think it was you know? <laughs> he's wearing the same outfit like you wouldn't miss Steven Seagal like if you met him you you would know who he was yeah. And this is the dude that was just so mean to you <laughs> in the plane. Yeah, he's, just, he's just used to people but berating yeah, he, him up there. He's about to be even more mean <laughs> yeah. to this dude, man. Oh, I love well, this scene. This, this scene was probably the best scene in the movie. <laughs> like, can... No, it is It is really good. Um, what do you guys want to take it? This How do you know what happened moment? to my wife? It, like, he, he, he pushes down the plane, like, midline. Like, he doesn't even finish the line. Like, yeah. he's like, how do you know what happened to my wife? And, and, and the, the DAA agents happen. Like, how are they, like, they're just watching. Yeah, they're just there. there. They just, they're just standing on the, on the ground watching, and they're just like, I like this guy. As he's just erratically fly this plate around potentially amazing, amazing green screen for this that was well. incredible like they're uh, they're standing in front of a green screen like steven seagal just like it's like they have infinite airspace to like just nosedive this plane over and over and over again <laughs> well yeah so steven's interrogating this dude um how do you have my wife and um the guy's like yelling you you're yelling about how some dude from the barbershop did it and all this stuff. And then later, uh, like the next scene, the pilot's on the phone with one of the dudes from the round table. And it was just all part of the bad yeah, guy's man. plan. Like that Steven would come <laughs> and interrogate. They, they read the yeah. script, I guess, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like and, and this this exchange is wild because this is one of those times where they they really want to make sure you understood what happened. So the bad guy is like, "You sent him?" And like, "Yes, sir." <laughs> to the barber shop? Yeah. In Chinatown? <laughs> That's the That's one. what I did. <laughs> Bingo. Well, and then there's I I I, I just want to harp on real quick uh, some of Steven's delivery in the airplane. Uh 
everyone's but delivery is Stephen, Stephen does this, uh, you think I'm crazy? Or, he's like, the guy's like, I don't know. I guess the guy says, no, I can't remember. This thing's a whole whirlwind. And, and Steven just goes, wrong answer. I am crazy. Nose dives the plane. And he's like, who hired you? I need some details. And then the guy gives him some details. And Steven nose dives the plane again. And then Steven, in a way that almost made me feel like it was just like the same ADR or something. Like Steven once again says, I need some details. And it's like the exact <laughs> same cadence. Oh, no. There, there's a lot of moments in this movie where it's just like blatant that they just took dialogue from like another yeah. scene and just looped it again. Yeah. Um, it's there's awesome. no question. It's, it's great. Um, <laughs> well, so Steven goes to the barber shop and fights one of the dudes. And this is really when the movie kind of just becomes the same thing yeah. over and over again. Steven kills a dude. He has a tattoo on his arm. Steven somehow uses that information to find the next dude kills that dude till the end of the movie um and i'm kind of like nolan at some point once the fight started i kind of yeah I, I, I always do that it's I, like when once once steven starts just kicking people's asses and like that's the plot that's when you can kind of set the notes down and yeah yeah well i did pay attention for this one and i sincerely oh, this hope one's both so of you good. guys did. the barbershop fight is so good the barbershop fight I, I I don't even I got nothing. Um, the man he fights in the barber shop can just Dude. crawl. Yeah, my man. <laughs> this man, my man is like hooked up to a wire throughout this scene, <laughs> and is being bounced around like goddamn Spider Man. <laughs> he he straight up crawls. Yeah, along he's like that's not an exaggeration. Man. Like my man is genuinely crawling the walls in this. Probably scene. like it's funny because. In any other action movie, he probably would have been like the last person Steven fights. Yeah. But like the guy with superpowers. Yeah. But but he's like <laughs> the very first fight and then every other fight afterwards is just like Steven doesn't even like they don't even know how to fight. Like he just like this was the only one where you're like you see him climbing on the walls, you're like, Oh shit, dude. He meant Steven might actually well, <laughs> he might actually struggle this time. And, and Steven's, <laughs> Steven's found a, a webhead. <laughs> well, and, and Steven walks into this barbershop, and, and, and uh, the webhead is uh, standing in the corner, just like huffing cologne. Uh, <laughs> my man's just got like a bottle of cologne like up his nose when he walks in there. I don't know. I just liked that a lot. That was pretty good, man. His hair was pretty nice too, man. Yeah. Like he just looked the uh, when I saw the dude's hair because like you you just knew that was the guy he was gonna fight, you <laughs> well, know. And Stephen also like gets into uh, like a real hallmark of like late career Stephen, where like the beginning of this fight, he's literally just sitting in a chair. Um, like he's got no interest in like getting involved. It's like they're like Stephen, like how can we get you to actually be on? screen for like the whole of a fight scene he's like just let me sit down i'm just tired and uh <laughs> so yeah steven just sits in a chair for like the first few minutes of this or you know not the first few minutes but you know like the first set of of uh blows exchanged steven's just sitting in a barbershop chair um, man it's pretty good yeah how does he kill how does he kill uh, this he dude? like he, he like wrangles him oh <laughs> wraps a towel <laughs> he like wrangles him with a towel and then just like ties him up the towel and then the dude yeah. just sort of dies right. um yeah and then after this fight he goes to this warehouse that's like right down the street and um there's a, a dude there that he's gonna fight 
and this dude or i guess he doesn't fight this dude he just like yeah. wrangles the half moon but the 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 guy he walks <laughs> the the guy uh in the warehouse also just starts saying some nonsense and he says distant waters cannot quench your thirst better to light a candle than to curse the darkness <laughs> which those two ideas separately are i guess like proverbs or again things you'd find on like your motivation calendar but when he, the guy like puts them together like it's one combined thought distant waters cannot quench your thirst better to light a candle than to curse the yeah. darkness um and then you get some awful ADR where Steven's supposedly interrogating this dude about his wife, but you can just see his mouth yeah. is not moving. That happens in the, in the, in the restaurant scene, the, I think as well, when the guy's like talking to Steven. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, I mean, ultimately this does kind of just become a, a basic pattern. Um, we hit the round table where they're like, not only is he killing all of us, but he's also jeopardizing our yeah. biggest shipment yet. It's the symbolic it's symbolic of the merging of the entire Chinese crime structure. This is the first time all the families have come together, which is um direct quotes from the movie. Holy fuck guys. Sorry to derail what's going on right now, but I pulled up the IMDB Did I pulled die? up the IMDB page for Out for a Kill. All right, you got to be careful <laughs> There's here. There's a brother. comment from January 2004 on here, dude, that I think you guys might want to okay. hear. It's from Jen's Rapholt, and the, the, the subject okay. is, call me next time. Hey, Steven, next time you make this kind of movie with $20 million, give me a call. I direct for you and edit it. I even show how to do the sound. These guys you are working with is really bad. I don't understand why you keep making this kind of bad movies. There are so many talented people out there. Do you think he called him? I think he might have, dude. Well, I'll let you guys be the judge because you guys are watching the rest of his movies. If they get better, then we do. We do watch. Call. We do watch the rest of his movies. There's no way around that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's one thing I know for sure. Is you guys are gonna, you guys are going on to. Let me see what's next. Well, anyway, well, well Nolan reads Steven Seagal's filmography. I mean, I, for the most part, we've talked about Out for a Kill more than we've talked about most of the other movies true. in the past few weeks. Out for a Kill gets um, some bonus points for having some things worth talking about in it. I think it absolutely does. Um, is there anything kind of more specific that you guys want to go over? Obviously, I would like to talk about the very oh, yeah. ending. Yeah. Uh, one, and one thing. One thing I did want to mention is like uh, how the the female DEA agent is also like narrating the movie, um, which is pretty yes. wild uh, because she's barely a main character in this movie. She's, she's barely a yeah, character. They, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, the Great Gatsby, Stephen, in this one. <laughs> um, it's, all, it's all about the experience of having lived through Stephen Seagal's quest for for blood. And Steven, like, she's she's very important, guys, to the movie because Steven actually talks her into letting his prison friend out of jail in yes, China. this is true. When does I think this it's happen? in the very next scene. It's, I think it's I, after this fight because, like, uh, It's when he, like, goes into her bedroom, I think, maybe. I do remember that because it was 
uh, exact parallel to <laughs> yes, a scene from The Foreigner, where Steven just appears <laughs> in a woman's bathroom <laughs> while she's in the bathtub. Except now this woman's sleeping. Um, but no, I, I... A trope that I really hope ends with uh, Michael Yeah, we, we hope that's, a, that's an Obelwitz and not a, uh, not a Seagal, although maybe we should know better. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's at the, the scene... Uh, after right it, maybe. Yeah, right after this fight where Steven sees her and is mad at her and is like, you got my wife killed. And then they meet up and she's like, I'm sorry... And Steven's like, okay, well. <laughs> I didn't like my wife anyway. <laughs> well, now you put it that way. Uh, well, there's one thing you could do for me. Could you get my buddy out of jail? And I guess she does, but it is never confirmed, I suppose, because we never see the guy from jail ever. Nah, man. He's, he's done. He's done. He, yeah, he's gone. He's, he, he's living his best life now. We sure hope so. Yeah. In, in Chinese prison. prison. They lied to oh, Steven. Man. They didn't get him out. I mean, what weight would she even <laughs> yeah. hold in being able to get him out of jail? That's like... true. Steven assumes this woman has a lot of power. <laughs> it's like, hey, I met Some this one guy in prison. Can you get him out? It's like, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, does Steve, like, for somebody who has a doctorate in, like, Chinese history, like, does he understand how Chinese prisons work, like, at or all? Or just prisons. <laughs> or prisons, period. Like, yeah. he, just, he just assumes some random, like, low-ranking DEA official. Like, I don't know if she's low-ranking, let's be real. Like, but... Well, I would... Uh, at the end of the movie, though, I, I, I'm just going to kind of sum it up. The partner yeah, gets shot. She kills the dudes that shoot her partner. Her and, and Steven? Oh, that's an insane scene. Uh, but she kills those dudes, and then the next time we see her, she has just returned to the <laughs> New York office <laughs> to do paperwork. She is just back at her Dude, desk Dude, and job. you missed the best line in the movie when she's, like, beating up that girl. Like, she get, she's, like, getting a tattoo from or something, and she's, like, tattoo this bitch. You guys don't remember that? She yeah, gets, she she gets get it. Oh, it was a good one. I remember the tattoo parlor. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, what was going on? Like, what was she pretending to get? Like, was she getting heroin or something? They, they, they. Yeah, I think they sell. They sold heroin, and so she was going undercover for some reason. And that's yeah, all I, I mean, got for you. I don't. I do want to mention in the tattoo this bitch scene, uh, Stephen does uh, kick a guy in the face so hard that he does a full three sixty <laughs> in the middle of the air. Um, <laughs> And there's the one t- scene where he, he um, he's fighting that dude, and they go to punch each <laughs> their other, fists and their touched. fists meet, and their fists meet, and the force of it throws <laughs> the other dude like three feet back. Yeah, man, the fist bump of doom right there, man. Yeah, that just Steven's shows how move. he's not snapping next yeah. with he's one arm. He's just too anymore. powerful. Like, like even if your fists touch, like you're you're flying. Yeah. Well, can we, um, do you guys have any issue with just skipping to the climax? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm fine with that. I oh, don't have any, okay. I don't I, even I, remember what happened. There is like, one, just one more thing I wanted to mention before we get to the very, very end, which is that when they get, I guess, to France, uh, when the, when the DEA, yeah, part yeah, of this movie takes DEA place DEA agents, France. this is before they die, get to France, they meet up with, uh, they meet up with this guy I, who I thought was named Tommy. Okay, the lady I don't know who this Tommy. guy's name was, but they meet up with this guy, and oh and, yeah, and they, <laughs> that dude, and uh, 
and and so they're like we have sources about like you know the shit that's going on and this guy goes sauces you mean like tomato sauce <laughs> i don't remember yeah this. And she goes oh my god nolan um yeah he's like what kind of sauces tomato marinara and the the lady goes not sauces sources oh, and he's like ah i'm just <laughs> so, so with you. Good. it's the best Fuck, dude! I might need to rewatch the movie for that. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have uh, you back. So yeah, on that's it. right before he, I, I guess, or at least in terms of the chronology of my notes, that's before he walks in on uh, uh, the DA agent completely naked while she's asleep. Well, Uh-oh. I'm just gonna jump to the end after Stevens killed all the dudes, and he goes, he just walks straight into the bad guy's house. Or wherever that round table is, which is not round. I don't yeah, know why. Yeah, it just has the, table. the feel. Yeah, well, they're having a round table at sure. it, even though it's like a like a fancy dinner table. But um, he like sits down to talk with this dude, and everybody that he killed had a tattoo on their wrist that he's like put together, and he. <laughs> so Steven sits down. He says. Crane flies above a river. Peaceful surface hides danger below. I believe this is the riddle I solved by killing ten of your men. And that is not a riddle. <laughs> that is objectively not a riddle. And the dude, the evil bald dude, is just like, ah, you've solved my riddle. <laughs> but it's not a riddle. Um, but yeah, the dude throws it was a like bomb a tiny ass bomb to distract Steven. <laughs> it's a very small bomb because it just sort of sets like the room on fire but he's able to run away and he goes to run in his car yeah. um and if you guys want to take the the well, climax i'll let dylan uh, do it man i think dylan might have something good to say here yeah well he throws the bomb and the the fire rises as steven uh steven lays dormant on the ground and my man flashes his million dollar smile before he leaves the room it, it's just this unbelievably surreal, like zoom in on his face, and he just like gives this like <laughs> type of smile before he leaves. And so then Stephen stands up, and <laughs> but he's he is calm as calm a cucumber. As a cucumber. He's zen, you know, he conquered his mind, as he likes to tell us. That's true. As he told he's us ready to die. Um, and so Stephen grabs a sword. That is yes. in, that is within the room, and then we cut like outside, and the bad guy's like standing at a limousine, and he looks looks back at the window yeah. where Stevens <laughs> fiddling around with the window, <laughs> and uh, Stephen uh, throws the sword clean through the window and uh, decapitates the guy in the street, <laughs> and then the limo just uh, drives away, and uh, pretty and, good, and that's the scene. That's basically how it yeah. ends, like. <laughs> yeah well in a kind of weird tone to end on him and the lady da holding agent hands. are like kind of hooking up at yeah, his wife's bro. funeral they were, they were yeah, holding Stephen hands moves quite quick man Steven... <laughs> yeah and her like narration is like i never met a man like steven seagal again and, yep. and it ends and that is out yeah, for a kill good, man michael Ob- oblowitz his last yeah. Effort with Steven. Yeah, uh, certainly better than his first effort with Steven. Yeah. His, I, fir- yeah. his first effort with Steven no is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And while wow. this movie sucks, uh, sucks real bad. Sucks so bad. 
could not compare to the so foreigner. Bad. This movie is infinitely more enjoyable than the foreigner. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would argue with the word choices and say maybe it's less um, hard <laughs> I don't to know. watch. I, I, I think that while this is not like quite ticker or or uh, out for justice tier or anything like that, I think that this movie made me laugh a few times. No, it, it definitely is a more like ticker or out for justice. Yeah, I, th- I this movie agree. is uh, certainly not like good or anything like that, but it was a little bit more in in you know in uh, keeping with the type of type of movie I was kind of hoping to watch a little bit more uh, with this podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. more so than uh, the foreigner. No, see, sure. like what what was the what was the one y'all made me watch first again? Under, uh, Siege, Under Siege Two, Dark Territory. So, like the reason I think this is better than Under Siege Two is I feel like Under Siege Two is like almost close to being a real movie you know like it, mm-hmm. it seems like in it, if it were like 3 a.m and you were drunk as shit like it would be like an action movie that was on and you'd be like uh this is bad but i mean like it's no yeah i, I get it's you. closer I, I to being a real movie than than this is whereas this is like what i was actually hoping for when i when you guys were saying steven seagal like this shit like this actually has like memorable quotable scenes that i can like tell people about like that mm-hmm. plane scene like the scene where he decapitates the dude the scene with the coffee cup like there's so, like i'm gonna remember this movie for for, for a long time Forever. i don't think i'm gonna remember <laughs> under siege 2 like i don't think i'm gonna like i don't think i remember a single scene from under siege 2 but i i will definitely remember shit from this well um let's take that to go into sentencing as a uh, <laughs> as a uh, longtime listener, Nolan, I'm sure you remember how this podcast works and oh, yeah. um, the way we sentence Steven Seagal at the end of every episode for a uh, total, uh, I don't know, sentence served in addition to the life sentence he already deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, in, either you guys want to kind of start out where you're feeling. And also just is there anything else you really want to say about Out for a Kill? Nope. Okay. Yeah, I think I think we've uh, I think we've exhausted uh, the content of Out for a Kill. Yeah, go for it. When you guys want to take the sentencing, um, I, I I guess as one of the uh, the hosts of the podcast, I'll, I'll I'll let Nolan have a an extra moment to think, uh, since since I you and I do this every week, um, so uh, with with this movie here, with Out for a Kill, um, this is obviously as we've said a few times, way better than the foreigner yeah um and i would say way better than quite a few of the movies we've seen recently um we've seen some really we've uh, been in a rough astoundingly. <laughs> yeah this has been a really rough few weeks for this show yeah um and you know maybe it's because we had a guest on this week but i also think that this movie uh had a little bit of uh life in it as well that kind of kicked us into gear this week but this was definitely a much easier episode to record than uh, some of the last three or four weeks have been. Uh, so with all that in mind, I, I can't give a particularly harsh sentencing to to this movie. Certainly not the the eighty years that I gave to uh, Exit Wounds. Exit Wounds. Um, nothing like that. So I'd say this movie for me, uh, it sucks. Uh, it's not good at all. So I'm not gonna like give it a out for justice score or anything. But uh, to me, this is this is 
12 years. Oof. Wow. Mm. I was about to take some take a big swig of tea, but that threw me off. That is a light sentence in my mind. Um, <laughs> get where well, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I, I've done this a few times where I've given maybe lighter sentences than expected to movies that rejuvenated the podcast for a week. Well, I, I think that's fair, and I'm definitely I, I'm gonna go lighter on it than like kind of recently. Um, it still sucks shit, and also I have seen this movie twice. Yeah, that's a big detractor. I have I have seen Out for a Kill twice, um, so I'm gonna go. I'm going to go with 30 years because the movie sucks shit and it's bad. And I think it um, could be worse for context. Foreigner got, you know what? I lied. I'm going to do 25. I'm going to do 25 years. Still hard. You remember that foreigner score. Foreigner got 50. And I do think that I would, I would say this movie is maybe half of a foreigner because it is um, at least at the very least gave us some stuff to talk about. Hmm. I've I've had some time to think about it, guys, and you know, do you think it's uh, fair for me to give uh give old Steven a get out of jail free card? No, I'm no. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not gonna fuck up your podcast like just being on twice. I'm not gonna ruin that. But I think uh, I will say like, yeah, ten years. That sounds about right. Wow. Like, I definitely I, I'm gonna give it the lightest sentence because I definitely I would say there were little moments in the movie. Where, like, it's still, the whole thing's shit. Like, it's a terrible movie, you know? But there are actually scenes that I would, like, show people and be like, this is, look at how shitty this is, you know? Like, and people would, I bet you people would have fun, you know? Whereas, you know, some of the other ones that sounds like you guys have watched, like, an Under Siege 2 and, like, I don't know, like... I feel like most Steven Seagal movies just don't really even have like a fun, bad quality. Like this one definitely did. Yeah. That's, like, ab- that's absolutely true. Yeah. No, you're, you're a hundred percent right on both counts. Um, everything you're saying is pretty correct. I, uh, it's interesting to me because um, I don't know if you even remember, but on your original appearance, you did a, uh, a game changing sentence and oh, doubled man. Steven's life sentences to where now he has two consecutive <laughs> life sentences. Yeah. Oh, and we we can we consider that every episode. We don't like write that off as like oh that, well you know that's our, our guest score. No, we every day we say Steven's serving two every consecutive day. Life, every day. Dylan and I at 5 p.m. every day. Dylan and I reconvene. Fuck, dude. A renewal. Dylan <laughs> Like I yeah, think we, we part of it. that part of that score was just the anger. Like oh, I thought me. that he was actually gonna. <laughs> Like, I thought you guys were, were do, like, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> that Neil Breen movies, you know, like, they're, they're those are fun, you know? Those are horrible. That Like, Tommy Wiseau, like, you can watch, you can watch their content and, and be, and enjoy it. You know, like, it's, it's shitty, but you can enjoy it. Yeah. And I, I, I was under the impression going into this podcast that that would be the same, same deal for Steven. You know, but when 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 I popped on Under Siege Two, I, like I was quickly, uh, it, 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 I just realized, yeah, yeah, my weekend is is ruined. <laughs> well, at least you aren't doing it every week. So that's true. Stevens' current sentence: two consecutive life sentences and five hundred and eighty-four years. Jesus, man! All right, well, um, he's earned them. He's earned them. He has, man. 
And now we're going to get into our uh, classic segment uh, with the IMDb trivia. As we're getting into um, these later era Seagals, the IMDb trivia as it stands now is either super boring or very dark and uh, <laughs> unpleasant. So we're going to not go through the IMDb trivia. Um, you can certainly do that on your own and remind yourself why Steven has a life sentence before we started sentencing him. Um, but we're going to add a little bit of trivia to make it a little bit more interesting. Um, Nolan, you got any, oh. you got any uh, facts about the behind the scenes of Out for a Kill that you'd like to add to um, the Steven mm. Seagal oeuvre? Interesting. I say come back to me, man. I want to <laughs> think of this over for a second. I really want to make something good for this. It's the best part of the show where we uh, deliberate on what we're going to write, and uh, it's, it really makes for incredibly riveting uh, podcasting to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Dil- absolutely. <laughs> Dylan and I weekly try and both brainstorm, but also not leave dead air. So we just. It's know. pretty pathetic. <laughs> yeah. The reviews are in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the good news is, is since nobody will ever listen to this podcast, we're the only people that review it. And yeah. it's fi- it gets five stars and it's the best podcast ever made. So. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what, what do you what do you guys think is going to be released for mass consumption first? An episode of Steven Destroy or any sort of music from Permits for Parking? Whoa, Ooh. that's that's uh, that that cuts deep. Yeah, either that, way, that either way, we get to deep. dig into uh, <laughs> Dylan's uh, inability to release things that he does. <laughs> uh, ugh, who am I going to blame this week for for my projects not getting released? Mm. Um, Steven Destroy, I think, is going to come out first. <laughs> I think right. so too. Well, oh yeah, yeah, just. Uh, so, you know what? In fairness, at least this time, it isn't actually my fault for the permit stuff. Yeah, that is, that is true. We got some some tension. We're gonna get into it. Oh no, it's just it's uh it's just out of our hands now. We're not gonna it is. we're not gonna call anybody else out. Okay. Yeah. Well, no no reason to. <laughs> no no reason to. They're hard at work. Okay. Well, yeah. last week our trivia for the foreigner was Steven Seagal's voice is occasionally dubbed over. Fans believe it is someone else doing Steven's voice, but it is actually Seagal himself passive-aggressively changing his voice because he was mad he had to do it over. Wow. Really good. And that Uh, has been approved. Nobody says it's interesting, though. Yeah, and I think to give Nolan some context and to also share one of these that I think James and I are really quite proud of, uh, uh, we can go full-on nonsense for these uh, because a couple of movies back... It was uh, Half Past Dead. On Half Past Dead, we wrote, um, when pressed for questions, Steven, Steven responded, I want video game. And that was <laughs> that was the entirety of the, the trivia, and it, it was approved and is still up on wow. Half Past Dead. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah so we can go all out. Like um, Dylan, you cooking up something over there? Who, me? You, you cooking up a little, little something? You got a little something in the oven? You got a little bun uh, in the oven? Yeah, I think so, man. You know, I'm thinking a, I'm thinking a little bit. Um, I'm definitely a fan of the airplane scene in this movie. Um, <laughs> I, I, I've also uh, been thinking about the potential of like a, uh, a kind of sister uh, uh, piece of trivia uh, with our Half Past Dead one. Okay. Mm. Uh, 
to to maybe with uh, the guy crawling on the walls uh uh, st- uh steven seagal saying um i want spidey um, <laughs> interesting uh wow that's something that that's something that came to my mind um or, i do uh, i do Ste- like steven he, seagal he had so just in- seen spider-man yeah, 2 yeah i was gonna man. say steven was so inspired by the recent raimi spider-mans that uh he told the director that he wanted spider-man in his movie wow okay i like that yeah that one works for you? Yeah. What do you think, Nolan? You want to spice yeah, it up? Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe he was a little upset at the results, though. You know, he... Or, now, maybe, <laughs> maybe he, was, um, he was upset because... Um, they couldn't get Tobey Maguire. Yeah, or because they couldn't do Spider-Man, like, literally. Or, and... Um, I think Dylan might veto me. I've we've done some ones on the, in the past that have gotten a little bit toward um, body shaming Steven Seagal, uh, which Dylan, right, fairly so, tries to steer us away from. Yeah. Um, but I'm still gonna put it out there that we could do one where he wanted to crawl on the wall, but the wires kept breaking. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that is brutal. Oh man. Um. Uh, hmm. I, you okay. know, I, I had that's something... fine. I've heard the court. The court has spoken. <laughs> I had something in mind too, um, that f- I just now uh, I'm very upset that I can't remember because I feel like it was going to be good. It was going to add to all of this, but now, and it has. I, uh, damn it! But well, you know, um, well, we can Steven sit Seagal. in total silence until you get it back. Yeah, until I get it back. I, I just like the idea of like Stephen. Uh, having seen like spider-man and being like that's what makes movies sell and yeah. uh and him being like we need to we need to put a spider-man into my movie so that uh people will come see out for a kill wow uh or maybe that steven kept calling the movie out for justice uh on set while they were trying to uh film it um mm. These these are all the things that come to my brain. Anyway, maybe he wrote the line for the crash. Like, he's like, "What if? What if we add this line? They call me Crash because I never have." Yeah, that was ad libbed. That was ad libbed by Steven. And maybe he wasn't supposed. Maybe he just thought that was an actual pilot, and those were all candid. We've, we've <laughs> done that. We've done those before, where Steven like can't separate reality from the movie. It's our classic go to. Now, what if it's our crutch? <laughs> what now? Now, what if? They had to rewrite the plane scene uh, for when Steven got behind the the controls and couldn't fly <laughs> the plane. Okay. Right. I guess Dylan didn't like that one. I I just wasn't sure where where it was going. Well, that's it. Like he was, it was supposed to be a scene where he flies the plane, but because he was so bad at it, they had to make it seem intentional. Oh, yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah, Whatever. Well, I we can, to be we honest, can move I couldn't on. Re- I couldn't remember that part of the movie, so. The plane scene? Well, I just remember the other parts of the plane scene. Oh, I meant the second part of the plane scene. Yeah. Um, All right. We we. How do I just kick kicking we, our asses so bad? We, yeah, well, I think we tough. have we have a we have a wealth of material. It seems like we just haven't we been able to settle on anything. Well, I like the idea of doing something about the wall. Um, I I just want to try and push it a little bit. I I'm very yeah. curious about the ones that really test what IMDb is gonna let us get away with. Yeah, I think that's true. We could do um, 
I like the idea that he was like he wanted to capitalize on the success of 2002 Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, so he wanted to have a dude crawling on the walls. Um, I just feel like it needs a little a little spice, you know, a little something, a little something extra. Give it that little kick. Yeah. You he know? he maybe he didn't want there to be strings. <laughs> maybe he tried to get them to put gorilla glue on their hands. Maybe he he. He did realize that Spider-Man wasn't actually crawling on the walls in the movie Spider-Man. And he didn't understand why they couldn't do it for real like they did in Spider-Man. Yeah, And why dude. they kept trying to use wires. Yeah, Stephen, Stephen a, uh, uh, a huge supporter of practical effects, couldn't understand why their actors wouldn't just uh, climb on the walls like the real Spider-Man. Hmm. Okay. I like that. So I'm gonna maybe we'll simplify that down, and we will say um, Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal stalled filming for several days because he refused <laughs> to shoot the barbershop fight until the actor actually could crawl on the walls. Yeah, or or you could uh, you, you could write. You gotta uh, add Spider Man in there too, man. Like after seeing, <laughs> after seeing Sam Raimi's 2002 hit Spider Man Two. Okay, so after seeing 2002 Spider Man, Steven Seagal stalled filming for several days because he refused to shoot the barbershop fight until the actor actor could actually crawl on the walls. Like Spidey. I'll put in quotes. <laughs> like spidey yeah that's what i was saying i think that there needed to be uh, a, a quote or you could be like uh after seeing 2002 spider-man steven seagal stalled filming for several days until they quote unquote got some guy who could actually climb walls what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you were wow. okay <laughs> yeah i'm saying it's like a, a quote that steven said quote unquote until we get somebody that can actually climb walls yeah, oh, man. but so you're not trying to say that they did, in fact, get somebody, <laughs> which is what I thought you meant, is that we oh, were saying in the trivia I, I that think the that, actor I think could that, actually no, climb on walls. I, I think that leaving that ambiguous is a great a great part of this. I think. That is good. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. that out in the open. Yeah. Okay. All right. So after seeing 2002 Spider-Man, Steven Seagal stalled filming for several days because he refused to shoot the barbershop fight until production found someone who could actually <laughs> crawl on walls. And then I'll put like Spidey in quotes. Good. You got to say Spidey. Yeah. Very important. Okay. Well, it only took us the entire episode, but we, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> We've recorded a full second episode now. Yeah. All right. Well, I got to get back to reading the happiness trap guys. Yeah. I don't know. Well, sounds well, stupid. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> stupid. We do have something other than a Steven Seagal movie. Yeah. Um, Well, Nolan, thank you for joining us. As always, man. Um, And and motherfuckers, comma, thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Dylan, how are you feeling? I know that we're both doing a little better. Um, Movie was a little better. Definitely having a guest on kind of helps punch a little energy into it. Yeah, if no only doubt. if only uh, any other person would be on our podcast. Yeah, we gotta 
We gotta figure out how to trick people into being on the podcast. Yeah. I could just come on and like pretend to be a different person. Yeah, did you do voices? Can you do Alex Jones? Yeah, can you do Alex Jones? Um please don't that's, do Alex that, Jones. That's for show. next uh that's yeah. for next one. Save that one. <clears throat> yeah, how you feeling, Dylan? Um, you know, I feel okay this week. This this week wasn't so bad. Um I, I don't know why I kinda had like a, a renewed energy going into this movie. Um even like, you know, before I saw it. I was thinking like, you know what? I can uh, I can get a, I can get ready for this one. You know, I can get psyched up for this one. Um I had to take like two or three full hour breaks <laughs> almost. Uh I I took one break during the movie that lasted for an hour and another one that was probably <laughs> 45 minutes. It took me like 3 hours to watch this hour and a half movie. Um but, you know, whatever whatever you got to do. So, I think uh I think I feel okay this week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. Not feeling awful about it. Definitely even rewatching this was better than a lot of the stuff we've sat through recently. Absolutely. Um, I I cooked and ate a steak dinner during watching this. Um, oh man. It was very powerful. Uh but yeah, I mean I'm I'm more or less just tooting along. Our IMDb trivia has been approved. Fuck uh, yeah. Hell yes. It is getting quicker and quicker each time. Interestingly enough, IMDb actually now enjoys what we're doing. Yeah, IMDb's like, man, where are these guys getting all these facts from? Yeah, they can't believe that one account <laughs> continues to have all of got, this information. You guys just figure out down the line all this shit's real. Why? Yeah, yeah. Stephen really did want video games. <laughs> Wait a second, are you telling me Stephen do want video games? You, Stephen's lawyers contact you, and he's like, "How are these guys figuring this shit out? Who told you Stephen wanted video game?" <laughs> who, who told you that Stephen almost crushed that pony? <laughs> My God, dude! Yeah, y'all got to send me the list of the IMDb. Hey shows. man, well, if you just go movie by movie, yeah, all on there. the list is called Steven Seagal's filmography. <laughs> A fun game would be for you to go through and try and figure out which ones we put. Yeah. Because some of them, I think you'll have a genuinely... Actually, no, I don't think you'll have that hard a time for a lot of them. <laughs> That's true, because like the ones that already had crazy shit on them, I think we worked extra hard to put even crazier shit. Yeah. Well, next week, we're talking about Steven's last film of 2003, Belly of the Beast. Yeah, the last of the <laughs> trifecta. Yeah, his trilogy. Um, yeah, and, and we'll we'll dig into it. You got anything else anybody wants to say? Um, we'll, we, we'll say thanks to talk film society for giving us a place to put these eventually um thanks to the listeners for listening and for going on itunes and giving us five stars and um subscribing to patreon.com slash talk film society um nolan as a guest you are entitled to part of the patreon funds um Wow. We don't we don't get any of those, so you're gonna have to help us take back what's rightfully ours. Yeah, um, yeah, dude. And, I, I can I can do that. Um, email us at stevendestroypodcast at gmail dot com. Am I missing anything? Um, you know, give us positive reviews. iTunes, ta- stop taking the bad ones. We've said it before. We'll say it again. Yeah. Five Subscribe to our next podcast starring us three next fall called Hunk Zone. Okay. <laughs> 
yeah welcome hunk zone with a question mark yeah welcome to the hunk zone yeah (laughs) i think we i think we three dudes are exactly the right people to host a podcast called hunk zone yeah i think that um the worst mistake we've ever made was making a steven seagal podcast i think that Uh, you're that's already true yeah and uh because one of the things that continues to come out of the steven seagal podcast is us coming up with infinitely better ideas for podcasts yes um (laughs) and hunk zone even though it would be a mess, because I don't even know what hunk zone would be. Bro. We'd talk uh, about hugs. We'd, we'd tune in and we'd be like, what hugs have been This on is your where mind? it starts, man. I think hunk zone, we have to get really fucking drunk before each <laughs> podcast. Yeah, because okay. nobody loves that more yeah. than uh, podcast listeners. Uh, of course. The dude's drunk as shit talking about, <laughs> talking about hunks. Hunks. Yeah. Doesn't get better than that. We might need Keegan on the show. That's a, that's a bona fide our, our, hunk. Uh, our, 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 our friend... Our uh, hunk ambassador. Our hunk ambassador. Um, yeah. Only on special occasions. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nolan, you got anything you want to plug? You got you got a Patreon? No. Oh. Um. Go go to we go to my brother's my brother's YouTube channel, Downhill Media. Go, yeah, go, go there. Downhill Media. Uh, go, oh, go and watch uh, his show, Art Splain. Go and, w- and, watch his Anthony Fantano videos that he edits. Yeah, and also uh, Michelle from Art Splained made our artwork. Uh, hell yeah and michelle's uh wonderful for doing that uh um, fuck yeah dude michelle's so, dope yeah, go she wasn't sh- she wasn't even like why are you guys doing this this is stupid <laughs> yeah she didn't even judge us or yell at us for doing it she was very nah, nice man she was uh, like you know he's a bad dude right <laughs> it's like yeah that's like that's kind of the crux of the show um no yeah uh uh she made that lovely artwork that by now the time you're listening to this you've seen of of steven behind bars uh so she was great for that and go check out our show it's it's great it's wonderful uh art splained bro explained we're, yeah. we're big we're big art splained heads around here so yeah go check and then out. don't forget um we're leading a brigade to get mark Marin on the show right yeah um. get mark on the show tell him hashtag hey mark come on steven destroy podcast <laughs> that's the full hashtag hashtag <laughs> yeah. hey mark come on steven destroy podcast <laughs> um he has a lot of explaining to do to us Um, oh yeah he's got some stuff he needs to answer for to us and we need to have a word with him yeah such as why we haven't been on his podcast yet yeah um we'll be on his if he comes on ours just let him know that in the tweet with the hashtag yeah hashtag (laughs) hey mark come on steven destroy podcast podcast (laughs) i'm gonna get the i'm gonna get the joe rogan hashtag started no well yeah, well, we ha- we ha- he has to have us on the show. We need uh, we need we need to tell his crossover fans with Stephen. Uh, uh, oh, oh, I'm sure there are tons. Yeah, yeah. no, that's not that's not our crowd. <laughs> the Joe well, Rogan crowd is not gonna be for us. The Joe Rogan crowd likes uh, Steven Seagal movies, unironically. I, they probably do, but I'm confident one thing they would not like is us talking about um, how Steven's done bad things. <laughs> like like it's uh um you know we're not saying allegedly or we're not saying according to the pc police oh man i don't think they'd like that one bit we haven't been smoking enough weed throughout this podcast too to really uh to really be able to grab in some joe rogan fans this is true we've uh we've yet to be inebriated on the show yeah uh, I, I might be what a wickedy wickedy what just yeah. kidding, guys. I would never do anything well, like that. At least Nolan's fit in and uh, has started launching attacks on other podcasts. <laughs> Very important to the show. Uh, yeah, something that we hold. Hey, dear. man. No, no. Listen to this. Fuck Joe Rogan. Fuck okay. his fans. Okay. <laughs> Joe Rogan. I will. I can beat the shit out of you. All right. 
You heard it here. Uh, heard it here first, folks. No, um, I, 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 re- I challenged re- Joe Rogan. I re- challenged Mark Maron. Yeah, I, I could beat up Mark Maron. I don't I, know about Joe Rogan. I think we could all beat up Mark Maron, and I think that he's gonna find that out pretty soon. I, I don't know. I, I think that you're underestimating Mark Maron. I think that Mark Maron has a real fire inside of him that once, once provoked. Uh, none of us would stand a chance. Hey, Mark man. Maron looks like a strong wind would shatter him like glass. I I don't know. I I don't know if I agree with that. I think that I think that I think that Mark's got a little bit left in the tank that he hasn't shown us. All yet. right. Well, I don't know when Dylan became so pro Mark Maron on our podcast. You know what, man? I'm just gonna he, say it. I kind of like Mark Maron's podcast. He's not that Dylan. bad, man. I'm just gonna he's, say it. I Dylan. Like, I, I, kinda, I, I think like Mark Maron's pretty okay. He was the first podcaster I like. You know what? I kinda, dug I kinda, into. I kind of like Mark Maron's podcast. I have no problem with Mark Maron either. I just it was you know. It, it was a bit, right? It was, it was a bit that was strong. Uh, see, like deep in our lore that Dylan just ruined. See, you well, guys are making the mistake of thinking that anything after the sentencing or after the IMDb trivia is going to stay in this show. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> I think I think we've started a new trend of shitting on Joe Rogan because he's well. Fuck, Mark fuck Joe Rogan. still has to come on the show. Hashtag Hey Mark, come on Steven Destroy podcast. Um, he still has a lot to answer for. Uh, okay, I guess everyone's just kind of quiet. I'm here alone now. <laughs> oh, so, uh, yeah, sorry. We, thanks we, for we, listening, we did. everyone. Yeah. Thanks, <clears throat> thanks for listening, yeah. motherfuckers. Thanks for listening, Mark. Why don't you take your lively, chubby ass and get the fuck off my car? I'm starting to get scared. I'm starting to get scared. Puberty. I will snatch every motherfucker birthday. <laughs>